Hello and welcome to the Movie Mafia podcast. On today's episode, could Joaquin Phoenix win the Oscar for Joker? What's the deal with Sony and Marvel? And it's chapter two. Was it as good as the first? Coming up next. Again, welcome to the Movie Mafia Podcast. I'm Andrew Kent, joined by my co-hosts, Jacob Trout and Marco DeLuca for the pilot episode of the Movie Mafia. Guys, we've been wanting to do this for a pretty long time now, and we finally got it started. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure you both are pretty excited, huh? Yeah, definitely excited for this. For sure, for sure. All right, well, as I said in the intro, Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker movie. It comes out, what, October 4th? Absolutely. Pretty soon. So, this is a big movie for... A lot of fans, DC fans, even Marvel fans included. I know, Jake, you're a huge fan of the Marvel M- MCU, everything like that. Um, how how pumped are you to see this Joker movie, despite the fact that you, you, you said that you're not the biggest fan of what the DCEU did with all their movies, even though this is separate. I know you're not the biggest DC fan in general as of right now. I, I really like DC Comics. You know, I have a ton of respect for them and, you know, the Marvel Universe, uh, totally into all that. So, you know, I think I'm extremely excited for this Joker movie. The last time we saw something, you know, from DC that could be potentially this good, you have to go back to the Dark Knight, right? So, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to this Joker movie. Um, as far as the MCU, uh, I think they've been doing a great job there, but I don't know if anything they have, you know, really goes as deep for the storytelling that you, you that we may potentially see for this Joker movie. And Marco, I I know that you're not as big as, as Jake is with the MCU, DCEU, but what is your take being sort of an outsider in, in the movie community, but now you're starting to get more into it. Um, w- w- just from you watching trailers and everything like that, w- what are you hoping the, to get from a movie like Joker? Well, honestly, I'm just excited to get more involved in, like, DC movies and uh, Marvel movies. So I'm really just excited to see all these uh, upcoming movies. And, you know, we, we're watching all the older movies that have come out in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's just getting me ready for the new movies that uh, are coming out. Marco, Marco is getting pumped. He's, he's yeah. looking forward to <laughs> finally seeing some movies with us. Uh, it, it was said that... Joker did win Best Picture at the Venice Film Festival. It was the Golden Lion Award. What does this mean, guys? Uh, Does Joker have a chance to win some Oscars this year? Can Joaquin Phoenix, can he win uh, the Best Actor Award at this year's Oscars? You know, I think it's definitely possible. I think what this means is that DC has expectations on them for the first time, you know, in a little while now, in a couple years, maybe the first time since, you know, Man of Steel or those, you know, Batman versus Superman DC has some real expectations to put out a good movie. I think a lot of people, I have a lot of high hopes for this Joker movie. Uh, I think some of the biggest things you have to think about are, you know, you got to hope this movie doesn't flop. That that right now, that's that's the priority. You have the, some previous DC movies that came out, such as, you know, Shazam and Aquaman. Those movies both did really well, but they had almost no expectations. Both movies, you know, they might flop, they might not. It's DC, so they probably will. Um, I think DC might work better with no expectations. So, you know, the biggest storyline for me, can the Joker movie deliver on these massive expectations and 
you know, can Joaquin Phoenix win an Oscar uh, for this movie? A lot of people say that his performance is Oscar worthy. Um, you know, will we see that? That's kind of, you know, that's up to us on October 4th. I know you would not be very happy if this movie somehow turned out to be the same as Batman v Superman. You hate that movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Who doesn't? That's a terrible movie. <laughs> uh, I know, Jake, you're, you're, you're the ideal movie critic for superhero films. So if you if you watch a superhero movie and you're not a fan, you're not going to take uh, waste your time to uh, start right away and hating on that movie. So I, I really do hope Joker can do as well as I've heard it do already with the Venice Film Festival and uh, from critics alone, what they've said. But why don't we go ahead and watch the trailer for the Joker movie, the newest one. Uh, it was the final trailer. It came out on August 28th from Warner Bros. YouTube channel. So, guys, why don't we just take a look at this real fast and give a little reaction for our first episode. Yeah, let's get right into it. And there's Joaquin Phoenix. Huh? Looks like such a freak. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. How disturbing would this be if this was actually a real thing? On a train or a bus? Arthur, I have some bad news for you. It's like Heath Ledger. This is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. And finally, in a world where everyone thinks they could do my job, check out this guy. When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be a comedian, almost forgot Robert De Niro's in this movie. I did too. Well, no one's laughing now. He might be the main villain. You can say <laughs> that again, pal. <laughs> the villain of a villain's movie. For my whole life, I didn't know if I even really existed, but I do. And people are starting to notice. You think this is funny? Is this a joke to you? <laughs> Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Send in the clown. All right, so that was the Joker trailer. Um... I've seen it before, that, that trailer. Have you guys both checked it out yeah, already absolutely. beforehand? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, obviously, superhero movies tend to be overlooked at the Oscars time and time again. I know last year Black Panther was nominated for several Oscars. Um, thank you, Marco, for doing some research here yeah. and looking <laughs> up all the, the previous Oscar winners for superhero movies. Superman from 1979. 
Batman from 1990, Spider-Man 2 in 2004, uh, The Incredibles in 2004. Uh, oh, that was that later that year because the Oscars usually happens and then uh, in February that's when it happens. So um, The Dark Knight later won in 2009 for the 2008 Dark Knight movie. And then Big Hero 6, Suicide Squad. So superhero movies have won Oscars before, but it's not likely, um, especially these days. Uh, yeah. So, so do, what do you guys think the odds are for um, th- this movie in particular, just by the way it looks, do you think there's a good chance that Joker could somehow get some nominations, even if Joaquin does get snubbed? Somehow he has a, just an amazing performance and he doesn't win. Do you, what do you think happens here? Yeah, you know what? I think it has a good chance. I think the biggest thing for this movie, the biggest thing going for this movie, is how popular it is right now. You know, a lot of these superhero movies, they go to a real niche audience. You know, superhero fans, you know, nerds, whatever you want to call them. They go to a really you know, niche audience audience here. But the Joker movie, because of everything the Dark Knight did in Heath Ledger, is, I think, getting really popular. Um, and it's getting a lot of attention, at least. So if Joaquin Phoenix does deliver a performance that's worthy of an Oscar or at least a nomination, I think people are going to recognize that based on the popularity of the movie. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, I mean, with Heath Ledger winning an Oscar for The Dark Knight, if Joaquin Phoenix could put on a performance like that, I feel like he could definitely win an Oscar or, like you said, at least be nominated for an Oscar. I hope so. Do you guys think there's any shot that somehow a lot of people will find Joaquin's Joker better than that of Heath Ledger? Do you think that's all said and done that Heath will always remain as most people's favorite? You know, I think that the original is always better than the sequel. So, you know, regardless of whether or not Joaquin Phoenix is better, uh, you know, how can you, you know, nothing's better than the original in most cases. So I'd have to see it first. But right now, I mean, how can you count out Heath Ledger? That performance was legendary. And, you know, another thing, reading over this list, looking at previous movies that have been either nominated or, you know, won an Oscar for uh, superhero movies, um, I had to double take looking at Suicide Squad 2017. I had to think to myself, what the hell could that have been for? You know, so when you figure out that a movie like Suicide Squad here, I, don't worry, everyone. It only won an Oscar for makeup. <laughs> so nothing, no, nothing like that. But, you know, just a lot of these movies here, you know, there's some of these movies are really good. You got Spider-Man 2, um, you know, movies like that, the original Batman, Superman movies, but not a lot of, you know, like Suicide Squad, Big Hero 6, like not, not a lot of, you know, movies that you might compare to, you know, Oscar winning movies now. So I just think there's a big difference there. I personally would be pretty upset if I'm in love with Joker and it does not get nominated for anything. Maybe a couple of smaller awards, as you mentioned, um, but nothing special. Uh, That would really stink. Because I know last year was surprising with Black Panther. I'm not somebody that loved that movie, but at least it was nominated for the biggest award of the night. And... That being a superhero movie, definitely was something very unexpected for for most people. Um, so I I hope we see the same thing happen this year for Joker. It kind of looks like The Dark Knight in terms of cinematography, which I already dig. And Robert Downey, uh, no, not Robert Downey, uh, Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro. Maybe he'll be the villain. Eh, how cool would that be? Yeah. <laughs> would you like to see Robert yeah. De Niro as the main villain? I think it'd be a hell of a twist. Definitely <laughs> a hell of a twist. It'd be pretty sweet, but. Joker does come out in theaters on October 4th, 2019. You can check it then. 
Hopefully it's a good one. All right. Something else I know we really want to talk about. We, we've we been discussing this outside of the broadcast booth for the last couple of weeks, and that has been the Spider-Man situation between Sony, Marvel, slash Disney, and there's so many different pieces of the story. We don't really even know where to start at this point. And it seems like at this point in time, Tom Holland will still be reprising his role in yep. multiple more films in the future as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. But I don't think uh, we will be seeing much more of Spider-Man if any of Spider-Man in the MCU ever again. I just don't think there's really a chance. And I've seen multiple people say that uh, it's unlikely we see Tom Holland again in the MCU and now he'll just be in Sony's little universe they got going on with Venom and everything. So have you guys heard anything else like anything right. new with yeah. uh, the situation recently? Yeah, you know, I, I really think with that sort of situation, um, I, I think it's really tough. Right now, you know, the contract, is, the, the whole negotiation is is gone. You know, they're not, they're stepping away from that negotiation. There's no chance that Sony and Marvel or, you know, Disney, Sony and Disney get any deal worked out anytime soon. However, you know, that's not to say if the next Spider-Man movie flops, uh, if that, if then maybe, you know, you might see Sony come back with, with Disney and you might see a partnership. I think there's a want from both, you know, both parties there. I think Sony and, and they want Spider-Man in the MCU. I think they see the potential. Uh, I also think, you know, Marvel, they need uh, Spider-Man in the MCU. I think if Marvel doesn't have Spider-Man appear in the MCU anytime in the next 10, you know, 15, whatever years, I think that'll be detrimental, uh, especially with Marvel, you know, presumably losing Robert Downey Jr., uh, you know, at least to more of a cameo level if he does come back, and and Chris Evans is uh as Iron or as uh, Captain America, so you know both of those characters have been the flagship characters for the majority of the MCU's length. So what do they do now that both of those characters are moving to more of a cameo or a background kind of role? How do they replace those characters? Uh, and I think Spider-Man Tom Holland was the clear and really only answer to that question. I don't know what they do now without him. I want to ask you guys actually real quick before we move, move even further into this. Who was who your favorite Spider-Man so far out of all three actors that have played Spider-Man? There's only one answer to that question. Marco, go ahead. Let's let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> you got to you got to do you got to do the original Spider-Man one, two, and three movies. Those were by far you know the the best trilogy you have there. I mean, it just those those movies were just so so Spider-Man, Spider-Man one and two. So you movies. like Tobey Maguire? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you got Andrew Garfield for the Amazing Spider-Man, and that was that that was a flop. <laughs> we're just. I yeah, know that, you that don't want, a not, not a fan of that either. I, absolutely not. <laughs> and Tom Holland, I think, has been the general consensus has been at least he's been average, you know, pretty good. And I think he's done a lot of things right. I just do think that some of the MCU is a little bit limiting. I think I think the MCU as uh, your 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 floor at a pretty good level, but your ceiling relatively low, if that makes any sense there. So I just really feel like Tom Holland. Uh, hasn't given hasn't been given the same chances or maybe the same opportunity that Tobey Maguire had when he was doing Spider-Man one one and two. Yeah, you know what? I actually have to agree with him, uh, Tobey Maguire, because like growing up watching those movies, like I felt like they were awesome, honestly. So I would have to agree with you. Absolutely, I think those movies really relied on some of their their strong villains. I, mm-hmm. I just think you yeah. know Spider-Man oh, one, you you have definitely. the Green Goblin, Spider-Man two, you have Doc Ock and. 
you know, of course, those are the only two Spider-Man movies made, so we're just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I don't mind Topher Grace as Venom in that movie or the guy that played Sandman. Yeah, I, I think Sandman was was the, the better villain in my personal opinion. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. but I enjoyed seeing Topher Grace's uh, character on the screen and his motivation because I don't blame him for hating Peter Parker in that movie. He just got him fired for having those <laughs> fake pictures. So I, I don't blame him at all. For that, and Toby has always remained as my favorite Spider-Man too. Um, those movies, I agree with you, Marco. Growing up with them, it's just they're they're top top three for me. Uh, those two movies, and the new ones have been pretty solid too. Uh, but for for me personally, I'm not that upset about the situation, and it's mainly because of Disney. Uh, Disney, in my opinion, is pretty corrupt. And not to say that Sony probably is. I mean, probably every big organization is. They, they, yeah. they, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, but Disney, what they what they did, I, I personally think that they were the ones who caused a rift between themselves and Sony with the Spider-Man deal. Originally, what what I heard a couple of weeks ago when we were still on summer break was that. Disney went up to Sony and said, hey, why don't we split it 50-50? We make the same amount of money, but we'll both be making more money than we have ever before. Sony said, no, because it's our most valuable product. How about 70-30? Disney said, no. So that's why it's not happening at the right now. So um, that that's the reports. And some people don't believe that's what happened. I think so. Uh, Marco... If you had the, to look at the situation, who would you blame more, Sony or Disney? I feel like that's uh, <laughs> kind of tough. Putting you on the spot here. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like they would if they would put them at fifty-fifty. I feel like that would have been like a really good option because it's hard to lose like such a good character like this for either side. So I don't know. I feel like it's at fall for both of them. Yeah, you know, I I agree. I think I think the the biggest thing for me, I can see it from both sides. You know, for Sony, yeah. it is by far their biggest. You know, uh, their their biggest. You know, cash cow, their money maker is Spider Man. You know, he's he's an absolute flagship character. People know him all over the globe. So you want to market that, especially with their success for, you know, obviously the original Spider-Man trilogy was extremely successful. For everything bad said about, you know, uh, the amazing Spider-Man movies, they at least made money. And um, Spider-Man Homecoming, a huge success. Same thing with Far From Home. The original, uh, the, you know, the first Venom movie that came out uh, a little while ago, a year or so ago. Uh, that movie was, you know, wildly popular and successful. And there's already a Venom 2 in the works for that. And obviously the, the head of all of them, uh, you know, into the Spider Verse. That movie was incredibly oh, amazing. popular. So I love that you, movie. Yeah, exactly. So when you have this Sony Verse, as I'll call it here, uh, of movies, you know, they they feel like they have a lot of options. They can make Spider Man three with uh, Tom Holland. They feel like they can make Venom two. They can make a crossover, maybe Venom and Spider Man. Uh, I've heard rumors, no, no no actual facts behind this. I've heard rumors that they are going to bring uh, the original. You know, um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back into some other types of movies, or maybe some. Sp- they are going to be other alternate Spider Verse characters, and they might do a live action Spider Verse movie. Ooh. So they have a lot of options and a lot of leverage because they know there is absolutely no one in the MCU as a character that is ready or is even able to take on the, res- the you know, the. Uh, 
from from take on the, you know the responsibility or I guess the leadership or you know the, all the type of uh, power that Robert Downey Jr. and Captain America Chris Evans held uh, as when they were in the MCU the type of prestige that those characters have it, it's like losing Superman and Batman from your universe you know mm-hmm. how do you replace that Spider Man and uh, Spider Man is the answer and now that he's not there they really don't have anyone that can traditionally you know. Uh, you know, hold up that universe like like Iron Man and Captain America did. And I think that's that's a, that's a major factor in in this whole deal. And from that's for Sony's favor. And for the other side, I mean, the MCU was extremely successful, and they were extremely successful with their movies before Spider Man ever came in. And some some will argue, you know, for Marvel's favor that they made Spider Man as good as he is. The fact that Amazing Spider Man one and two totally flopped. Uh, and that, you know, Marvel had to save Sony. So a lot of people, you know, would say maybe Marvel knows how to make a better Spider-Man movie or knows what to do with Spider-Man more than Sony does. So if Sony on their own, maybe they'll just destroy the character again. So, you know, that that's an argument in Sony's favor for why, or Marvel's favor was why, you know, they deserve more of the share. And that very well could happen. Um, just wanted to touch on two more questions real quick before we move on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... What do you guys think is most likely going to happen for the Spider-Man character? Do you think that in Sony, if the, if this stays together and Sony now solely owns the rights of Spider-Man without the MCU, where do you guys think they go next? Do you think that's most likely going to happen, or do you think eventually Disney and Marvel will reach out to Sony and they'll make another deal? What do you think, Marco? I feel like... like, like he's just such a big like character that I feel like uh, Sony will or excuse me, Marvel will reach out for another deal and try to, if he goes with Sony, and so they could try to get him back and be like, maybe possibly be the leader of MCU. Yeah, you know, I just think that Disney is too powerful to not somehow get Spider-Man back in the universe. I also think they're too powerful to let a smaller company like Sony, uh, you know, dictate the terms of that. So I personally think, when you look at Marvel, I think their plan, you, no one can really know this for sure. I think their plan might be something along the lines of look at all their new TV shows and all their new Disney streaming service shows that they're announcing. Uh, I, I'm not going to go through the whole of them, but you have, you know, the, you know, the vision and Scarlet Witch show. You have the, uh, you have the, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier show. You have all those type, the new Hawkeye show. You have all this type of thing. There's even more than that, but they have a lot of stuff to work on. They have plenty of avenues. They have, you know, Deadpool coming in, all the X-Men Fox characters coming in. They have a lot of things that they can work on before they have to even worry about, you know, when they would have even started to make a Spider-Man movie. Uh, so they have plenty of time to fill and, you know, a lot of time to wait out. So I think their whole plan is to see maybe if Sony flops their next Spider-Man movie, you know, they want Sony to be nervous about this and come down back to, towards them, back towards their side of the spectrum here. And last question, if Spider-Man is no longer in the MCU for however long, what character or what actor, actress do you think is going, will most likely be the one that will take over that lead role that Robert Downey Jr. had as Iron Man and Spider-Man Tom Holland was going to get? Who do you think could possibly overtake that main role and lead the MCU going forward? Well, I think you just have to look at uh, actors and characters that have a lot of different storyline options to go to and character and actors that aren't going to be consumed with other, you know, off uh, other projects that are going to be away from the MCU. So, I mean, if you look at a character like uh, like Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, I think that's going to be a clear no. 
her movie was, you know, a mixed review. Uh, Captain Marvel is a mixed review type of movie. I think her, her actor and her character herself have been widely scrutinized. Uh, I do think she's a good character. I do think Brie Larson fits well in the MCU. I just don't think she's anywhere near what, you know, Robert Downey Jr. to level or what you need to be to carry that. I mean, you go to Black Panther, I think there's potential there. I think there's possibility. Yeah, I agree with but, that. Yeah, absolutely. But if you look at Black Panther and then compare that name side by side with Spider-Man or Iron Man, I mean, there's a difference. There's just a difference. So it, it's really tough. But Black Panther did make a lot of money at the box office. You, you know, I absolutely did. And I, and I'm, I'm not trying to knock Black Panther. I really, really like Black Panther. I, I saw, after watching the first movie, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm just not sure where they can go. I mean, I think he's a relatively unknown character. People have known Spider-Man, you know, the past 20, 30, 40 years. You know, same thing with these other kind of characters. You know, Black Panther, I, how many people say they even knew who he was five years ago? Yeah, I think it's really tough. I never heard of him until they yeah. announced the movie. <laughs> exactly. So where do they even go with the storyline? If you tell me the next Spider-Man movie is coming out, I, I can go, you know, obviously, you know, Doc Ock. Is it going to be Doc Ock's villain? Or is it going to be Green Goblin the villain? Or is it going to be, you know, this villain or that villain or this villain? There's so many villains and so many great storylines and opportunities. I just have no idea what the next opportunity is for Black Panther. I think what that makes it, you know, go to is that movie, the next sequels and, you know, those kind of movies now rely on more of the writers and more of the directors, uh, more so than, you know, um, all the all the all the hard work has been done by the original comic book writers for Spider-Man because they wrote such great villains. Now for, you know, Black Panther, what's next? Uh, no one knows. So it's really on the shoulders of the directors and writers. And do you think Thor could by any chance be the leader here, Marco? Or do you see it being somebody else as well? I mean, I I would agree with that. I mean, that's a pretty good chance that he could lead MCU. But, um, I mean, like like Jacob said, like it's going to be some big shoes to fill if Spider-Man is not the leader anymore in that. I would hope so. I, I hope somebody, if it's not Spider-Man, if, uh, I would love for him to come back. But uh, if it's not him, it's going to be tough. I could see Absolutely. a lot of different actors. I mean, it's not going to be Ant Man. It's not. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind I mean, it. I mean, like, well, who, hey. who else is going to take this around? I mean, you yeah, got Paul Rudd's cool. I mean, he he is a great. I, I really love those movies. He's a great guy. But Ant Man. I mean, Thor is probably too old. You know, that's who's it, the next yeah, generation? Too. I mean, Thor's been there since like the phase uh, phase one. So we Doctor Strange has only had a couple of appearances. For sure, I think Doctor Strange is probably the front runner. To be honest, just because of uh, how interesting of a character he is. Um, but it's just extremely tough. Yeah, they, they need a new character. They, they have options, and uh, more and more actors will continue being added to the MCU. Uh, I don't think they're. I don't think they're too worried about it right now nah. because they've made so much money, and with Disney Plus coming out, with more and more movies being made, they already have six lined up for Phase Four. I don't think they have too much to worry about, uh, and Disney will be just fine. The MCU will be okay without yeah. Spider Man. But let's let's move into our Last topic of the day, and that is It Chapter 2. I am the only one here who has seen the movie. I know you two were, were a little bit, eh, you're a little scared, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, a little afraid <laughs> to check me. out this new one in theaters. I, I, I don't blame you for watching it at home. I mean, maybe you guys both watched the first one originally at home, but um, you know, the, the second one, well, let's get right into this because... The first movie I, I really, really liked and was so excited to see It Chapter 2 after the great, great first entry from 2017 that was the original It 
with Bill Skarsgård playing Pennywise. You have a bunch of young little kids who did a fantastic job helming that movie, being the the lead roles, um, in particular, Finn Wolfhard, who we've seen in shows like Stranger Things. The kid continues to kill it. He did a great job in this new movie. So I'll give you guys my, my quick review of It Chapter 2, give you my thoughts, um, because thank you once again, Marco, for writing down the Rotten Tomatoes scores for the first <laughs> It. It has an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics. A lot of people liked it. It was The, the overall consensus was that it was a, a really solid remake of Stephen King's novel. The second one, however, that's a different story because the first movie was really popular. And something I found really weird, ha, have you guys noticed that there is not as much buzz about the second movie? Because when the first movie came out, I swear you not, every single time I turned the TV on, there was another TV spot for the, that, that movie, It. And I saw advertising for it everywhere. People were talking about it all over the internet, on Instagram, Twitter, whatnot, YouTube. Um, it just seems, do you feel the same way? Yeah, Have no. you seen more marketing for, did you see more marketing for the first movie, but not as much for the second? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, uh, for it too, like, there, I didn't see, besides seeing the trailer, I didn't see much of trailers on, like, actual TV. So, I definitely have to agree with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I don't I don't know what exactly um, happened with that. But before I even give my real review, there was a secret trailer before it chapter two even began, and that was the Birds of Prey trailer that I got to see watching this movie. Um, I will pull it up because I know Jake he he would love to watch it. Actually, it's Absolutely. not it's not even available online. I forgot. The trailer no, itself. No, no. I, I think they they have they have people who have put. Uh, Do they have one? You might, you might oh, be able to find it here. You know, let's you can look let's double it. check real quick because I could have sworn that it was only in theaters for. Uh, no, I definitely I haven't seen the movie. I definitely have seen the trailer before. For anyone who hasn't seen the it movie, because I haven't, but I've seen the uh, the little trailer. It opens up with the classic Pennywise creepy theme as the red balloons come over the screen. And the craziest part about this trailer is that it in fact opens. Um, after all, all the all the trailers and all the uh, you know all the stuff has gone away, so the, by the time the trailer comes up, it's coming up at a point where you would imagine the movie would be starting now, and all the trailers are long since done being displayed. So they put in excellent right. timing. Uh huh. When when they come when they when this trailer comes up, everyone in the theater is thinking. Okay, this is the the movie. This is actually the movie. The red balloons pop up, mm-hmm. and Harley Quinn is oh. right behind it yeah, to I, smash it with a mallet. I didn't even realize that was the actual. Uh, I didn't realize they actually released it online yet. But yeah, let's let's give it a real quick watch, and I, I don't know let's if do everyone it. has seen it. It kind of looks like a Lego movie in a way. <laughs> this the theme is totally creepy. Great theme. Wow, so we got a I think that was a foreign trailer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, I, so I don't think I don't think Warner Brothers has actually officially released this trailer because we're watching it off a random YouTube channel and then when it says, you know, birds of prey 
All right, I think that's what it's. Uh, I think that's what it's calling. This movie called. It has like it, a little extra title that's pretty garbage, but yeah, it, but the it's, it's prize, calls yeah, it. The, the uh-huh. language that they have in the trailers is uh, is not English. So I think that's because the trailer hasn't been officially released yet. I think it's been released in maybe other countries, but not officially released yet because they're still trying to get people with it in uh, from uh, watching mm-hmm. the it movie. Right. Ah. Oh, well, I I kind of forgot what the trailer even looked like. I'm glad you brought that up because otherwise uh, I, I probably. Wouldn't have thought of it, but um, yeah, it was cool how they did that at the beginning of the movie, and uh, hopefully, Birds of Prey can be another solid DCEU entry. But um, it chapter two, as a movie, you got the first one as I mentioned, eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Second one now though, sixty three percent by critics, which is disappointing. And for once, I didn't go into the movie. Like, of this caliber with any expectations. So, I, I watched it, and after seeing the entirety of It Chapter 2, I was pleasantly surprised, but also not not surprised at the same time, because I kind of expected it would be very similar to the first movie. It, it has a great cast. Bill Hader, one of the best characters Amazing. in the entire movie, um, as Richie, really liked his, his character, his performance. I, the best thing about this movie for me, and other people hated this, the best thing for me was how you have a perspective shift between this one and the first one. Some people hated that because the first movie, it's kids, and when there's a creepy clown in their closets, in their house, down the sewer, it's it's a little bit weirder for audiences watching and, and definitely yeah. creepier just because the, these are little kids, and when you see stuff like that, you're going to be scared out of your mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I think yeah. those motions are really intensified. Uh-huh, and then in this movie, though... You have adult, the adult characters and uh, actors like James McAvoy, Bill Hader, um, Jessica Chastain playing the main characters who are now grown up. Um, there was also a few other people I've never seen before in movies, but they were also like really good. Um, but I, I enjoyed seeing people like James McAvoy, like Bill Hader, like Jessica Chastain being in a, included in a film like It Chapter 2. It's, it's not something you would have expected to see in a movie quite like this. You don't get that on occasion with, with getting actors such as Bill Hader in a movie. Right. Like of it, course. It's like when you have a new actor added to the MCU or a new actor added to Star Wars. It's something you're treated to. And having these actors in a movie with Pennywise the Clown, who, let me say again, Bill Skarsgård is excellent as the clown for the second time in a row. It, it's, it's really cool to see these actors included in a movie like it. And that, that was the best aspect for me. I thought that some parts of this movie were pretty scary still. Um, the jump scares were a bit repetitive and the middle of the movie is slow, but this is one of the movies this year that I did not want to end. Same goes for far from home. These are a few movies this year that I will mention right now that while watching, I was enjoying myself and did not want the movie to end, even though it's almost three hours long, had a blast the entire time. Of course, two movies that Marco both hasn't seen. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry, Marco will eventually watch it chapter two. I'll make sh- I'll make sure of it, buddy. Yeah. No, no, but really <laughs> though, I have my pillow with me. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I did for the first one at ha- my house. Not, not gonna lie. But really though, uh, Andrew, I have a question for you. So for people that have seen the first it movie but have not seen the second movie. What would you say in terms of, uh, you know, the difference? So for It 1, you have a cast that's primarily children, and then It 2 takes twenty takes place 27 years later, right? 
So would you say would you say it makes the movie it, it's a really different from the other one in terms of the cast is totally different? Well, while the characters are the same in the continuity, it's played by completely different people that you know completely different actors that might add their own spin or maybe change the character a bit. So do you think that it too the characters were you know maybe altered a little too much or how do you think the transition was between twenty seven years later and two whole sets of actors? I actually thought the the transition was really smooth. Uh, I thought they did a good job in casting these actors. In fact, it felt like the, the these actors playing the older versions of the younger kids in the first movie. I thought the the casting was spot on. This is some of the best casting I've seen in a long time. Uh, really, like you can look at some of these adult actors, put them side by side to the original cast, and say they look like they'd be the older version. As weird as it is seeing James McAvoy with the lisp and he uh, he, he stutters a lot, and he, 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 but he was just great playing Billy in this movie. I really uh, enjoyed his performance too. Um, it's it's a little bit weird when he, when he's doing that kind of stuff, and it's not the same James McAvoy you get from the X Men movies, but it's it's still a treat. And I I thought they did a phenomenal job in making this uh, transition from the first movie to the second movie. It, it was pretty flawless in terms of um, moving in and. Uh, I, I don't really know why critics aren't the biggest fan. I, I think um, I, I think this is a solid second entry. And uh, if there's a third entry, I don't know if there's going to be, but uh, I, I think I think this one is is really good, and I recommend seeing it. If you watch the first one, I think you'll enjoy this the, the second one. Uh, you know, it's 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 a solid movie. But um, we'll take a look real quick at the movies coming out the rest of this month, September. Marco, why don't you just name some of the bigger ones that you see there? And I know the Goldfinch is one you might be looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, September 13th, uh, yeah, Friday the 13th, not many horror films coming out. Um, Villains is one of them. But then other than that, there's D-Day, which will be pretty interesting. Um, September 19th, uh, there's actually Super Size Me 2, Holy Chicken, which couple years ago, supersized me, you know, about McDonald's and all of that. So that'll be interesting. Uh, September 20th, uh, Rambo, The Last Blood. Jake, you had some words about that before. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we'll, we'll see. You know, we got to wait till the movie comes out to get a, a full opinion about it. But come on. I mean, another Rambo movie. <laughs> right, just, just stop while you're ahead, please. And then, uh, Andrew, I know you're looking forward to Ad Astra. Ad Astra. Yeah. It, it looks like a, a really good space movie. Yesterday, I spent six hours editing a, ed- editing the movie Interstellar to make it a one-minute and 30-second trailer. Nice. So after doing that, I'm very much into space movies. I mean, I, I already saw the Interstellar movie about five times, ten times before that. But, uh, so it was right uh, up your alley. Yeah, exactly. So just seeing, um, just doing that yesterday made me even more pumped to see a movie like Ad Astra, which looks pretty sim- similar to Interstellar. So I'm, I'm excited for that movie. And then uh, September 27th? Yeah, we have Abdominable coming out. <laughs> Which I know Jake, <laughs> Jake said that looked pretty bad too. Abominable? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that's one of those kids' movies, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll see We'll see how it is, but um, I'm not, uh, these movies, I'm not really sure. I mean, Ad Astra definitely looks like it has some potential. I think that could definitely be a really good movie. Agreed. Uh, and then you might have some sleeper picks. I'm not really sure movies like D-Day and, and, and Goldfinch. I, I'm, uh, I'm not really, I'm not really sure if those movies are Gold, going to be. Goldfinch uh, got some Oscar successful. hype like before yeah. um, it, it was released or anything. People were saying, oh, that could be a potential 
nomination. And The Hunt's another movie that, yeah. uh, is it still being released? Does anybody know? Because that's the movie that was heavily criticized by people. They were saying that uh, this is one of those movies that is uh, has like some political references. I think people were mentioning that um, basically the premise is that people are being hunted. And they yeah. were saying that uh, some people were complaining that they were saying um, original that <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> they were saying that the movie was basically portraying um, a group of liberals hunting conservatives or vice versa. I don't Jeez, really know. Of course. So uh, that that's what I've heard about the hunt. I guess that's still being released on September 27th, but that's to be determined. Um, so those are the movies we have coming out the rest of this month in September. Should be an all right month. I know Ad Astro will probably be the only one on my radar. Maybe Rambo. Uh, we'll, we'll give it a watch. But anyway, this has been our first show for the Movie Mafia, our pilot episode. We're going to wrap it up here. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I want to thank my two co-hosts here. I'm Andrew Kent, by the way. Jacob Trout. And Thank Marco you. DeLuca, boys, it's, it's been a good time. I'm glad we finally got together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so sure. uh, we will be back next week with another episode with the latest movie news, reviews, and all that jazz. So thank you all so much for listening, and have a good one.